This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I am here. I have been bumping my gums with my guests. Yes, that has an S on it. We have more than one guest today. It's going to be so exciting. Welcome to Christmas season. Welcome to December. Welcome to the show once again if you want to follow us you know how to follow us it's the facebook it's the twitter it's the instagrams all that stuff that you know you can handle that if you want to support us financially you could do a couple of things one you can go to messituppodcast.com click on the little button down on the left hand side that says become a patron and for a dollar a month as little as a dollar a month, you can do more than that if you want, but as little as a dollar a month, you can help financially support the show. Now, if you don't like to do all that, if you're one of the cool kids, and let's face it, we're all cool kids. If you would like to text to give to the show, if you would like to text to give to Messed Up Ministries, all you got to do is take out your cell phone and you text 760-WALLS-CALIFORNIA, W-A-L-S-C-A, and that takes you, you type, type the word mum put it in there. It takes you to our giving section. You can set up a one-time gift or a recurring gift if you like. And um, we really appreciate that. All giving that happens on the show is tax deductible. So um, uh, you will be getting your statements. We'll be sending those out to you folks uh, in January here for all of you who have already signed up. If you sign up on the text to give, it doesn't go through Patreon. It goes different. So I don't get that. So you don't get all the cool Patreon things like uh, window clings and uh, t-shirts and membership on our book club and access to our uh, discord chat server. Uh, so if you want all that goes through the Patreon side, but if you want to go and just do it on your phone, uh, you can do that. It all goes to messed up ministries, which helps uh, do prison ministry and do celebrate recovery inside and send people in. So uh, your money's going to a great, great cause. We really, really appreciate all of our, our sponsors and our patrons. So thank you, thank you, thank you, all of you who are uh, members of that. So what I want to do now is I want to introduce our new fangled word of the week contest. Now, let me tell you this. Last week was the first week that we had the multiple choice word of the week. And I sent out to the first person, I said the first person we picked at random uh, with, with Siri, uh, she said, well, the first person, okay. So the first person to, to give me the right definition for the word of the week gets a prize. A person texted me, I am not joking people. Within 15 minutes of posting the show, I had an answer uh, on that. Someone gave me the answer and I said, okay, give me your email address so that I can send you. And they said, no, thank you. I would prefer that somebody else get the prize. So then a second person texted the answer to me. As I'm driving, I get a text and I look and it's the answer. What's the word of the week? And I said the same thing. I said, hey, how can I get you your prize? And you know what the person said? Guess. No, thank you. He said, no, thank you. Give it to somebody else. Now here's the deal. If we're going to play this game, people, somebody should take the prize or else I'm going to go out and get some Starbucks on myself. So here's, here's what I got for you. I got a new word of the week. And this word was sent to us by Pastor Dan uh, up in the, uh, the beautiful Pacific Northwest. And the word is septeniary. So the word septeniary means one of several things. 
Our first choice on septeniary is that it is the uh, dealing with the little separation in your nasal cavity with the septum. That is our first choice, choice A. Choice B is that it is anything that has to do with the month September, choice B. Choice C is um, relating to or divided into seven pieces. That's choice C. And choice D is your mama. So A, B, C, or D, that's the ones you get to pick. Uh, so um, I'm going to let you send those things into me. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to say the, we're going to go with lucky number two this week. The second answer uh, to give me what that means. And again, I don't necessarily remember what letter I told you. So use the definition, but um, actually I do remember because I just wrote it down. Uh, but don't just text the letter, you know, A, B, C, or D to me because I'll be like, huh? Um, and also uh, text your name with your, your number in case I don't have you in my phone book so that I can know who you are. But uh, that, that's, there's free Starbucks waiting for somebody for that answer. Now, I will tell you this. If you are currently on the show or in the room, which I've got other people in the room listening, we've got a live audience tonight. You're disqualified from, from knowing from, from the answer. You could still send it to me. What? Faith, you could still send it because Faith is the one who did it. And Faith, why don't you go ahead and tell them who you are? Guest number one is Faith Paxton. Faith Paxton from beautiful Paxton Pantry up in Portland. Uh, Faith, you won last week. You got the thing and, and you I couldn't get you to take the money. I, I, I was really wanting, like I felt the Christmas spirit to share with other people. Here was Faith's Christmas spirit. I said, give it to your husband. She said, that bum can get his own coffee or something <gasps> like that. And then I said, well, maybe you just want to surprise someone in line at, at Starbucks, a stranger. And she said, those deadbeats can get their own coffee or something like that. Or she might've just said, no, give it to somebody else. I don't know. What, what were your words? Do you remember? I said, we get lots of blessings from Starbucks all the time. I feel like you should bless somebody else with it. You know, now that I think about it, I think that sounds more like you than, than what I was making up. So I we'll go with that. Right. Yeah. So anyhow, Faith, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And it's another return guest. I think it's been a while since you've been here, my friend. Tell the people who you are. Brianna Trowbridge. Brianna Trowbridge. And what do you do? Nothing. That is not true. <laughs> you, ma'am, are a president. Oh, I am. Yeah. I'm a little bit important. President of? Um, you. Not a, wow. <laughs> me. Yeah, this is the president of, of Messed Up Ministries uh, here stopping in to uh, join the show. And uh, we had you on back uh, during the lockdown because you were making uh, oh, masks yeah. and yes. stuff. Yeah. It's been a while. And I think you also talked a little bit about uh, diabetes when you were on, which is the reason I've invited these ladies here. Uh, HIPAA warning, I'm, I'm giving away your HIPAA information. I got two diabetics in the room and I got a lot of sugar and it sounds like I've been using a lot of sugar. I don't know. The last two days I have been spicy. I don't know what's going on. Bev, Bev told me yesterday, we were... Yesterday, we were watching an episode of Psych, and I was trying to teach her how to make random noises in the middle of Psych at the right time, and she just wouldn't do it, so I had to keep on doing it. Anyhow, <laughs> it's time for me to stop talking. Um, I invited these ladies on because it's Christmas time, and Christmas time means a lot of things to a lot of people, but one thing that I think is pretty standard is a lot of people are doing extra baking, having extra sugary goods and sweets around the house, so I thought, wouldn't it be sweet if I had these two ladies on to talk about dealing with diabetes during um, 
their life, but also uh, during um, the holiday season. So, um, Brianna, would you tell us a little bit about your experience with diabetes? Yes, I am a type one diabetic. I've been diabetic for almost 25 years, um, diagnosed at age 12. Oh, I was going to say diagnosed at, in the womb? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's one difference between our guests. Uh, first of all, one is a type one and one is a type two. The other one, one of, one of them embraces their age and the other one, maybe not so much. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I wouldn't think you would. So, um, so first of all, what is a type one diabetic? Um, my pancreas just decided to not work one day and it's never going to work again, no matter how well I eat or how much I hope it'll start working or how much I exercise. It's just dead. So, so pancreas, um, makes insulin. Is that its only job? Sure. I don't know. It's good. Hey, if you're a doctor out there, let us know. <laughs> what else does this pancreas thing do? So your pancreas, you still have it. Yes, it's there. And it's 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 not functioning. So is it is it dangerous to have it in the body when it's not functioning? Is that like because I mean, that caused problems? Do they take them out or do they always leave it there because it causes too much issue? And is it just that it doesn't make enough insulin or is it just like time out? I quit. Yeah, mine just quit. Wow. But I think it might have another function because they just don't take them out. Yeah. So how did you find out? What 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 happened to let you know that something's wrong? Um, I started losing a lot of weight. And I also had recently gotten a paper route. So my mom just thought maybe I was doing a lot of extra rollerblading. But um, I got really sick, like with flu-like symptoms. And I actually fell down our stairs because I just I was very sick and my mom got me some Sprite but she accidentally picked up diet but she never <laughs> bought diet in her life and then I was just so sick after I fell down the stairs she took me in to the emergency room and they said oh well your daughter's diabetic and if you would have got regular soda you probably would she probably wouldn't have been here today so mm. my blood sugar was in the thousands when oh my goodness I went in and Wow. And so do you remember that feeling or was that just sort of like you kind of went into coma, like not coma, coma, but your brain just doesn't recall that? Yeah, I was in diabetic coma when I was in the hospital. And that must have been very scary for your mom. Yeah, I think my parents are pretty freaked out. Yeah. So so how does something like that, do they know how something like that comes on? Because it must have been working at some point up till then. Yep. It was working until then. Um, they don't really know why, but a lot of times people are diagnosed in the fall and it's usually, um, after some sort of like trauma or something maybe triggers it. And my parents had recently gone through like a divorce. So they think maybe. Okay. And when you say it. the fall, you mean the autumn, not because you said fall and then a trauma, not the falling yes, that you sorry. fell, Yes. but the autumn. autumn or some sort of trauma. And that's just a, a, a strange yeah. thing that they've noticed. Yes. Wow. Um, so what then, what is the protocol for your life then with that? How do you, how do you handle, how do you manage uh, your diabetes? What do you do for that? Cause you said no amount of exercise when we come back or anything. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Um, well, I, I'll be insulin dependent forever 
I'm currently on an insulin pump. When I was diagnosed, it, it was just um, shots, you know, injections. And, mm. But diabetes has changed dramatically since the time I was diagnosed until now. There's just so much, like so many more um, ways to, you know, be healthier and mm-hmm. Um, like when I was diagnosed, there used to only be one sugar-free kind of ice cream and now there's, <laughs> and it tasted great. I'll bet. I will not eat it to this day. It was <laughs> mint chocolate chip. And I just, I can't, I can't to this day eat it. Cause I ate it for so long. Cause that was the only treat. And now we have so many, you know, sugar-free options and low carb options now. So, yeah. Just... And so did you have to, and, and your family learn, uh, about dietary things as well as just like, okay, sugar. I mean, cause that's as a non-diabetic, that's my first thought as well, just cut out sugar, but sugar is in so much stuff. Yes. And it's like, um, when we were first diagnosed, we were on the exchange program. So you could have like, oh, how did it go? Maybe like you were allowed four proteins a day and two carbs or it was just really strange. But now um, you mostly manage it by carbohydrate counting, but um, I don't know if it's like the longer I've had diabetes or what, but like things like caffeine start to affect me now. Yes. Very oh sad. Oh my gosh. And you <laughs> love, love coffee. coffee. Oh my heavens. <laughs> so are you one of these people who won't drink decaf or do you not mind? Cause like, I, I love the flavor of coffee, so I don't care if it's decaf or not. It's like, tastes good. I'll drink it. Um, I bolus <laughs> to have the real stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, by bolus, I mean take insulin. What is that? Explain that then. Um, so I count coffee, even though it doesn't have carbs. For me, I count it like it has five carbs in it. So then I will take the amount of insulin that I need to cover five carbs so my blood sugar doesn't get ah, okay. crazy. So you count the caffeine as carb? Yes. And okay. protein too now also. Really? They're doing more studies on that now about protein affecting blood glucose levels. Interesting. Interesting. And how do you keep up with it? Do you just with your doctor or do you do your own research or? Um, I do a lot of research. Like I have a lot of, um, groups on Facebook that, you know, diabetics talk on and just lots of different forums. And I try to see the doctor as little as possible, Yeah, (laughs) but and so how do you vet the information that you get? Uh, just with trial and error with myself. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Well, cool. Well, Faith, um, Hello. we talked to you earlier. You are the second am, type of diabetic, which is the yeah, type. I am type two. There are actually three types of diabetic, by the way. Come on. Wait, hang on. Now I'm not a doctor, but I have doctors in the family. Right. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say the, 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 the third type is type three. No, that's not what it's called. No. What's it called? I don't actually know the technical I feel like term. you're scrambling for a lie at this point. No, I'm serious. I'm a type two, but there are lots of women who get diabetes during pregnancy. Gestational diabetes. That's what it's called. I forgot for a second. Okay, so that's the third kind. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. I, I will I I recuse myself from calling you a liar. Did- Did you you bring someone who has gestational diabetes on the show? I have somebody who had gestational diabetes on the show. That 
wasn't, didn't you have gestational? No, it's not gestational because I'm type two. Right. But, but before, like every time you had babies, it felt like you were like, I thought you said it was you- worse. Yeah. Because being pregnant and being a diabetic makes your diabetes worse. But listen, here's the deal. Is just, just, I'm going to back up and stop right talking because I just keep <laughs> saying the wrong stuff. I'm going to let you ladies edu- run the show. You're going to let me run the show. I didn't say that. I said, you're going to let you educate us. <laughs> <laughs> so I am a type two diabetic type two diabetes is a little bit different than the type one. So type two diabetics, your body, your pancreas makes enough insulin for two people. So if a normal pancreas puts out 150 whatever units of insulin a day, my body's going to put out 350. So you're hyper insulin. She's hypoinsulin. Correct. Hers doesn't make any at all. And that's why you always make too much food. If there's going to be four people, you'll make enough food for 20 people. (laughs) Always. It fits. It's a pattern. Okay. I was supposed to be quiet. (laughs) I'm I'm always too much. Everything in me is too much, but my body does not absorb that insulin. So even though I'm making lots of insulin, it's just not absorbing it like a normal person. So there are lots of times when people who are type two will become type one because your pancreas has made so much insulin putting out that it's just done. Yeah. So what do your symptoms look like then when you are being symptomatic? What, how, does, how does one notice, like we, she said, you know, she was felt like flu-like and, and dizzy and fell and so I, I got diagnosed with diabetes in my twenties. Um, and so that was like 60 years ago. Oh, that's mean and cruel. <laughs> that's another big fat lie from Paul. Yeah. Are not very nice. And it's Christmas. <laughs> it is Christmas. I apologize, Faith. That was like what yesterday. We know that I'm only in my twenties, maybe thirties, somewhere in there. It's Christmas. What does that have to do with the price of China? The price of tea. Do we want to be honest? (laughs) Anyways, so when I got diagnosed Mm -hmm. early on in life, Uh um, I um I literally just thought I was having um urinary tract infections all the time. And I was tired. Um, so I just went in just for a checkup and Within 10 minutes, she said, what'd you have for breakfast? I said, a donut. Mm. <laughs> Better quit eating donuts. You're a diabetic. <laughs> Uh-oh. What? How did that feel? Um, for me, it was, I, I have always been the food person. I don't know why. Like, that's just how God made me. Like, I've just always cooked and I've always done big cooking. Even when it was just Dan and I, we always had youth kids around. So I was always cooking for I mean, cooking for large parties, even when we didn't have kids yet. Um, so it was, I will be honest and say, I shed a lot of tears at mm. first because when they said, well, you, you automatically, I feel like when people get told you're a diabetic, I think at first everybody considers it a death sentence. Is there a grief process where there's the denial, the anger, the, that whole thing? Is it, is it a similar flow? I would say for me, for sure, there was definitely, because I was old enough to experience what I liked in food and old enough to know now there are things that I can't eat. Um, And 
um, my taste buds have had to change over the years. And certainly I would get mad. And I have a husband who has a huge sweet tooth and like he eats sweets all the time. And I would get upset. Why are you eating that? I can't have it. And so like, I would get mad, but then I would cry because it felt so difficult at times. Um, but really I'm going to take this to a spiritual place for a second because I know it's weird. Um, I really feel like God allowed me to go through that to help me with discipline. Self-discipline is super hard. Mm. Like, I think it's hard for everybody. I Mm -hmm. think for me, um, God knew that that was one of my major struggles. And had I not had something to help me focus on how to be self-disciplined, like I look at it almost now as a blessing. God allowed me to have diabetes to bless me and to teach me self-discipline because without that, I don't know that I ever on my own would have ever found self-discipline in, in areas of my life because there was no reason for me to control what I was eating. I, I came from a family where my mom was a health nut before it was popular. My mom was doing sizzling bacon back before turkey bacon was even popular. I was going to say sizzling ain't ever popular. <laughs> like my, my mom did non-fat mayo like before it, and she like, so I grew up in a house where that was super important. And then when I became an adult and Dan and I got married, I was like, I'm going the opposite direction. I want things that taste good. Back up flavor. the butter truck. That, and I love me some butter. Butter, mmm, bop. Good. Hey, well, listen, um, we could talk a lot to listen to this, but I got to keep an eye and I'm looking at the time here and I noticed that we've gone longer than I, I try to go for our first segment, but that's okay because it's been highly entertaining uh, and enjoyable. Uh, but what I want to do is I want to, Faith is trying not to laugh right now. Go ahead, let it out, sister. Let it out. Um, I'm going to throw it to our song of the week. And our song of the week this week is by the band Sidewalk Prophets. It's called Prodigal. And uh, so we're going to talk about it. It has nothing to do. I was going to do something clever and cute for Christmas. And I decided that you You're guys not even doing any Christmas too. songs? You didn't I, pick a Christmas song. I didn't. Man, am I in trouble now? Um, but no. So we're doing this. But next week when we have our, uh, we'll have. So stay tuned next week. But right now it's Sidewalk Prophets with Prodigal.
There you go, people. Sidewalk profits. And what happened was something that I knew was going to happen. Uh, so we're, we're doing a Zoom meeting here. And so I've got screens on to windows on top of windows. And for a while, I was looking at the lyrics while we were listening to the song. And I didn't have Faith up there. And I, I knew when I went to Faith, she was going to be dancing. And it, it, it happened. We got, we got the Faith dance going on because this is just a song that I knew that Faith would dance to uh, because it's got a good beat and uh, you can dance to it. She's all about the American bandstand. So Faith, besides the American bandstand elements, what did you get out of this song? What, what, what stood out to you? So there's this one, I don't, I don't know if it's called verse. I'm not musical, you know. There's a section in the song. There's a section in the song, and this is what they say. In the places you're weak, he is very strong. Don't ever believe you don't deserve love. The same God that protects you when you've lost and you're alone and the very same God that is calling you home. I love that section right there. And I love that they say, when you are weak, he is very strong because listen, nobody knows that better than me this whole last couple of years. And we've talked on other shows about what I had to go through. But even with when we're, as we're talking about diabetes, I know that there have been times when I can't get through things, but when I get through it and I'm on the other side of it, I know that it wasn't because of my own ability but because God brought me through it because he is so strong and he enables me to do things. Yeah. Including willpower. Yeah. Yeah. Did she steal yours, uh, Brianna? Cause those, the, those were the lyrics that jumped out to me. Too. Yeah. That's the thing. And when I was listening, the thing that there were a couple of things that stood out to me, but when it says here uh, in the, the verse above that um, don't buy the lie, it's as good as it gets. Uh, and it made me think of this whole thing that we're doing with, with the diabetes thing. And, and knowing that when you get that, you know, Faith, you talked about it felt like a death sentence, you know, and I know when I had to give up dairy, I thought, oh man, I'd rather be dead. But then I realized, no, I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> I'd rather just stop, you know, lay off the dairy. Um, but it's so easy for me to fall into that lie as well. I guess this is as good as it's going to get. So I'll just suffer with it. And that's not, God doesn't have me here to suffer. No, I mean, it will be better on the other side of the dirt. I, I'm confident of that. But that doesn't mean that this has to be a horrid place because there are worse places than what I'm going through right now. I can find enjoyment and love and fulfillment and wonder here on this earth. And, and God's got that for me. Um, but the thing I love is um, the, uh, the whole idea of the prodigal son, you know, that, and if you're not familiar with that story, go check that story out. It's New Testament parable of, you know, the prodigal son that Jesus tells, but it says there, it's a page in your book. Mm -hmm. is the end. And I think about when I was writing my book, there were times when I was writing, I was like, okay, this is a cool story. This is nice. This is fun. And I'm feeling good. And I'm, I was sitting, you know, 99% of the book was written in a corner uh, at my local Starbucks, you know, on my computer. And so I'm doing okay. And I'm typing and I got to some things that were tough and that I hadn't dealt with in a long time that I hadn't touched or taken out and looked at. And, um, it was rough. And I remember sitting in the corner at Starbucks and tears coming down my face when I was writing about, um, some of the stuff that I did that got me in jail. And when I talked about losing my father and just dealing with those things, because in my mind, I can, I can glance off it and just, you know, bounce like a bumper car. But when I'm writing it, I have to take the time to put the words and type the letters. 
I got to spend time in that juice and based for a while. And it makes it different, but it is, it's just a page in the book. It's, it's not the whole book. There's, there's so much else beyond these bad things that we've done. And you just come running back, you know, running back, not, not walking back, not sneaking around back, but running and, and God's waiting there. He's calling you home. He's not calling you to the neighbor's house. He's <laughs> calling you home. I, I think about my wife talking when they were kids that um, there was a whistle that, you know, and I know my sister-in-law had a whistle that she'd do. And then she said, one of her friends, the, the neighbor uh, would say, oh, Johnny, oh, Sally. And that, that was, a, you know, the call home that like, you need to come in. And when you're getting called home, at the end of the day, when you're done playing, this is back kids, we used to play in the streets. Um, and it was okay. It was safe and stuff. And your parents would call you home and then they'd feed you and it was just good. And that's, that's what it's like. It's just God's waiting to call us home. It doesn't matter. He's not He's not angry. That doesn't mean he's pleased with everything I've done, but he's not angry. And I'm not in trouble when I come home. I, I'm not coming home to be grounded. I'm not coming home for detention. I'm coming home and there's no His diabetes. Wide. There's no calories. There's <laughs> just good, good stuff. So lots yeah. yeah, lots of chocolate <laughs> or whatever. So, so great. Um, anyhow, let's go back now and take a look at um, diabetes at Christmas. How is that for you, Lay? So, Brianna, you've been dealing with diabetes now for well over a decade. Faith, how long have you been? 21 years. Okay, so lots of Christmas seasons, lots of Halloweens. Faith, you've got four kids come home from the Halloween thing. And, and you know, when we were here in, in Ridgecrest, that was the heyday of the Emmanuel uh, yes. Harvest Festival. So they would give away, like, literally, they'd have, like, 4,000 pounds of candy so much. give away to kids in Ridgecrest. It was just it was like crazy. here, we're going to back up this. Uh, let me tell you the best thing about that was because they would put all the candy in one room and it would be a giant room just filled with candy. That smelled so disgusting to me. Here's and the Halloween, funny thing. Halloween I was amazed. I went into that candy. room because it was across the hall from Dan's office. And I went to that room and you think, okay, it's all wrapped in plastic. It doesn't smell it. You could smell it. Yeah. Now, I so disagree much. with you. I wanted to jump in there and start swimming in the camp. Oh, I wanted to jump in, swim in it too. But the smell, it was too sweet. It was too much. The Is that why you don't like how I smell? What? Is that why you don't like how I smell? Because I'm too sweet? Too it's much? Christmas, remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. We're going Christmas. All right. So, so how do you guys get through all of this, this holiday season? Because I mean, it is holiday in America is basically starts Halloween and goes to new year. And now Halloween, they start kicking it in the beginning of October. How do you get through this quarter of the year that's filled with sugar? Um, honestly, I've spent so many years being stressed out about keeping good blood sugars and, you know, being good and stuff that, I mean, we are social people and we are happy, you know, eating and gathering. And so I think I've learned that it's okay to occasionally indulge and you have three major holidays at the end of the year. And I think it's fine on those three days to take a little bit of a selfish and have a little bit of a treat. And and so then that just means adjusting insulin? Yep. Okay. Okay. What do you yeah. do, Faith? So a couple of things for me. Number one is 
um, when I first got diagnosed with diabetes, I craved sugar. Um, and so it was super hard at the beginning. It's no longer hard for me, or I'll say it's no longer as hard for me. Um, Dan brings home candy all the time. He's always having ice cream in the freezer. It's not a problem for me to say, I don't want that. It, that's not interesting to me, or it, it's not calling to me. I don't need, I don't feel like I need to have that. Yeah. Um, so that, so over the years, that self-discipline that God has taught me through being a diabetic has kind of helped bring in that reign of, I need to have something sweet constantly. I don't need that anymore. Um, does that mean that I never eat sweets? No, of course not. Um, I also have learned when I, in my early twenties, I didn't like dark chocolate. I only did milk chocolate. Um, but with being a diabetic, me wanting to better myself, I tried to get off of milk chocolate and go to dark chocolate because there's not as much sugar in dark chocolate. And dark chocolate is so much more richer and satisfying. Like if you take a couple of bites, like I've got my fill of chocolate, whereas a milk chocolate bar, I'd have to eat a whole chocolate bar. Yeah. Um, so I've learned some tricks to kind of help me through, not just the holiday seasons, but just throughout my life that have kind of helped me with that. Um, and I totally agree with that. I indulge. Sometimes I will indulge. And sometimes I don't tell myself no all the time. I think that there's good balances. Um, knowing your blood sugar is key. I just, this last couple of months got a new, um, for type twos, type ones, because of the pump, they don't necessarily have to deal with this as much, but type two, you know, we're always pricking our finger to find out what our blood sugar is. And no one likes that. No one likes that. Um, I just got one of those new arm guys that you stick on your arm. She did not get a new arm. Yeah. She shows right now. It's a little, she's got a little, uh, yeah. it's like a pop socket on her arm. Yes. And I just, I put my phone on it and it reads my blood sugar and it keeps 24 hours. So I'm no longer poking my fingers anymore constantly. And I will tell you, it is more expensive at first. If you like it kind of Dan went, Ugh when he heard how much it was gonna cost. But when you do the, the cost analysis, if you're a type two and you have to check your blood sugars four to six times a day, which really all type two should be doing, you need to know before you eat and you need to know after you eat, you need to know your fastings. Um, and so if you're doing that, you should be testing all the times. I don't know a lot of diabetics that test their blood sugar often. So mm -hmm. I would, I'll be honest, when I was doing the finger pricking, there were sometimes days I would go without testing. Um, mm. Sometimes, especially when Dan was sick and he was in the hospital all the time, I would have my meter at home. I wouldn't even have it with me. Um, but I do know the key to eating things like that is knowing your blood sugar mm. and knowing, hey, if my blood sugar is already at 190, do I really need to eat that piece of chocolate cake? Yeah. Nope, I'll wait until it can come down a little bit. Maybe I'll go for a walk and do it. And one of the things that, and what, what does that do? You talk, you both have mentioned exercise. How does that factor into this? So exercising for me as a type two, I can only talk about being a type two because I Listen, have no experience I, with I got neither of them. I'm talking about it all. <laughs> Why well, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> um, so for me as a type two, if I know my blood sugar is high, if I get my if I get exercising or just go for a walk and I get moving and get my blood pumping, it really helps bring down my blood sugars and kind of helps 
regulate it. On the other end of that, if my blood sugar is already low and I'm doing things and I don't realize it, and then it will bring it down so too low and I start to have other issues because I'm on, because, because I'm on insulin and I'm on medicine that makes my blood sugar continuously come down because it wants to rise up all the time. My, I have to be careful because I get low blood sugars, which can also, she talked about going into a coma. Same thing. If you, if your blood sugar drops too low, you're going to drop and you're going to go into a coma. And so you have to be, you have to be very careful. There's a sweet spot that you want your blood sugar to be in. A sweet spot. Sweet spot. <laughs> I saw what you did there. Nice. Nice. So um, is it, uh, does it take more preparation and planning during the holidays or is it just, you do the same preparation and you're just so into that? Because uh, I know for me, like Thanksgiving is difficult with, um, with Bev's eating schedule uh, with no, no gluten and no soy and no eggs and no dairy and nuts and all this. It's, it's, it can be difficult to find things. Is it difficult to find things that satisfy you, especially your faith, you're a, a cook and you're always making things. <clears throat> Is it just second nature to you now, or do you have to work to find these things that, that can satisfy, but also are healthy for you? I think, I think the times that we live in right now is very helpful. Um, keto is such a big fad right now. And I would, as a, as a diabetic, I say, I think keto is not something that all diabetics should be on because ketosis can be very dangerous. However, if you consider a deadly thing, dangerous, all right, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, for, you know, but I will say this, but because keto, the, the diet keto is so popular with everybody else there's all these keto things that are diabetic friendly mm -hmm. um, that make it easier for us as diabetics. Um, recipes are on Pinterest that help us with that kind of stuff. There are all kinds of, like um, Brianna was saying, we have so many different types of sugars. As a matter of fact, I sent Paul a picture of a couple of different ones that I use that are really good quality ones that you can bake with. Yeah, here, here's my relationship with my friend Faith. I get pictures from her and it's sugar and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't worry about my wife picking up my phone. What's this picture? Oh, it's just sugar. Just sugar. Got some sugar from Faith. <laughs> just, some, just some sugar. Um, but, you know, so, and people are really paying attention to carbs and they're paying attention to how much sugar is in things. So, right now is the best time I feel like to be a diabetic. And I think depending on what area you live in, um, the area we live in just happens to be really good at catering to oh, like, my even, gosh. like even for Bev, she can yeah, come out to yeah. Oregon I'm and scrolling down the street and walk into a restaurant and just buy anything on the shelf because it's just, yeah. Yeah. If, if you got food issues, yeah. go to Portland, uh, you'll find something to eat. Yeah. Now Ridgecrest, on yeah, the other hand, here. <laughs> not not quite as much of a a haven for safe foods as uh, as other places. And I've noticed too that it's um it's a a regional thing because when we were in Tennessee shopping um, a couple of years ago, we went and I told my mother in law, well, we'll get some turkey meat because Bev and I 
have not had ground beef for a long time just because the turkey meat is just healthier for us. So we, we choose that option. And it's not that much of a price difference for us here in California. And my mother-in-law was like, oh, it's so expensive. I said, what? And I went and looked, $9 a pound for ground turkey. And I was like, I was, I was wow. floored. I was like, oh my gosh. But I was in Tennessee where they're not necessarily as into those types of things. And they have, you know, more traditional uh, styles of food. So, you know, your results may vary based on where you're living, um, sure. what you'll, what you'll be able to wind up getting. But it's, yeah. I, I think for me as a, a, a dairy intolerant person, uh, I think, it, you know, what I love is all the regulations they have on, on labels. Now mm. there's so much information that they print and they make it really easy for people with allergies or, or whatnot. And is it the same? Is that information there for you on as a diabetic? Do they give you a lot of information on that little grid on the back of food that makes it easier now? Oh yeah. The nutritional label is your best friend. Fantastic. Well, so, so what is, what is it going to look like uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas day? in your houses with food? What do you got going on? Are you, are you doing some special stuff that you can partake in that's that's geared toward it? Or are you just loading up the insulin on a drip and putting it in your coffee? <laughs> um, I will definitely be having a sugar-free cheesecake because that's my favorite. And that's something I know how to make very easily. My husband loves baking, loves pasta, loves pizza. He loves eating baking or he loves to bake? He loves to bake. Really? I yes. did not know this. Yes. I love to eat things that are baked. Oh. We have a perfect relationship going on. <laughs> I'm going to start this bringing you fantastic. my portion. What don't you love to eat? I'm really curious. <laughs> I am not fond of liver. Oh. But I'm glad that Dan has a new one. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what about you, Faith? What are you, I mean, you're whipping up things. So for me, Christmas, I don't focus so much on the dessert at Christmas time. For me, um, I have been known in the past to do a nine, nine meal course. Or nine course meal. Nine course meal, nine meal yeah. course. I've heard, both, heard both ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, but a lot of that focus is on, you know, like everything, the dessert is very for me, I pick one dessert. We do one dessert. Um, that nine course meal though, it takes all day long. Like we right. start at like noon and it goes until 9 PM, but so kind of spread it out. Knowing what I know of the Paxton pantry, it's not necessarily sugar, but it is those hidden sugars that I call like the carbs, carbs. are there. That's true. Uh, and so are you, are you carb aware for yourself? Do you just make your own little thing or do you just do portion control or I do portion family, control. Hey, look, you know, Merry Christmas. You get a marshmallow. Boom. <laughs> I really, I try to do portion control. And for me, one of the biggest keys for me is, um, knowing, um, the time of day. So like, I know right before bed is not a great time to do things with high carbs. And first thing in the morning, um, is not a good time to do things with high carbs and as a diabetic um, or just in general. Well, for, for me, like for my diabetes, myself sits on my couch and is shoving <laughs> carbs in and then going to sleep. Does that put you in a, a little coma? Cause it you has, I, I get a little drool. <laughs> I think I've seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, but also I try, I really try to balance things with some type of protein. So I'm not just eating even dessert. Like I try to have some nuts with my dessert or I'll try to have you know, cheese, like when we do the nine courses, we'll do a, a cheese a platter. Course. Nice. Of course. I love that. Well, grapes and some cheese. Yeah. And, you know, so, so knowing those and knowing, listen, I don't have to have a whole entire piece of cake. A couple. That's yes. the thing that amazes me. Um, a couple of bites will you know, work. When we went to that Russian uh, store and, and they have these pastries and these cakes that are just museum quality cakes they're beautiful and so i look one 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 i have a little of all of it and so we'll come and we'll have a little charcuterie tray of cake a cake cake charcuterie yeah, totally did yeah but faith will just have a little nibble and i'm like well they're starving kids somewhere and i'm gonna make sure that they don't get this food you are not the starving kid yeah not me yeah um so that that does amaze me your ability to to portion but i can do the same thing you know i don't think i can when i can have it i don't when my body's like, time out, pal, I will make you explode if you have that. Then I, I laugh. Although the other night, I, I stared at a box of crackers that had been sitting in the, the, the cabinet for a long time that I knew had too much butter in them and had given me bad results before. And it had been long enough, like, maybe I was wrong. So I went ahead and <laughs> ate the rest of the box. And you know what? I wasn't wrong. I was right. But here's the thing. I ate all of it, so we're done with that. We won't buy those crackers anymore. So science wins. Good for you. Yeah. Well, not good, not good, good to me, not good for me, definitely not so good for Bev. It was a good thing she'd gone nanite. So um, anyhow, well, gosh, we've been blathering on, and by we, I mean me, uh, for a long time. This is a long show, and I forgot to hit the timer, so it's at least long. Uh, if not very long, uh, but I want to thank you ladies so much. Um, if you are interested, uh, Faith, uh, are there any things on Paxton Pantry that are dietary concern friendly or is it all just bring on the joy? Honestly, I, I don't know. I, it feels like there was nothing in there where like, you know, and if you're diabetic, you can do this. I, if, it's di if you're diabetic, please push pause. <laughs> Certainly you can ask me anything and I would be glad to. Yeah. So if you do have questions, uh, food related faith, uh, is a wizard in the wizard dress, a sorceress, a, you're brilliant. Thank you. With, brilliant with a kitchen. <laughs> Thank and you. so uh, how can the people reach you if they have a question? Uh, they, well, they can reach me on the, you know, all the socials. Uh-huh. I'm on Instagram at paxtonpantry.com. Wait, no. Just at Paxton Pantry. Yeah. So at if you look for, for Paxton Pantry, that's P-A-X-T-O-N and then Pantry, P-A-N-T-R-Y. Uh, she's on Instagrams. So you're on the, the Facebooks? Facebook? Yes. Are you, on, are you on the Twitters? No, I'm not, not on, the, on the Twits. Okay. Um, and but uh, I, I do have a dot YouTube com. channel. And, and yeah, yeah, if you go to paxtonpantry.com and email that they can reach you. Faith at danpaxton.com. Oh, it's not at paxtonpantry.com. Well, I think it is, but I don't know what it is. We're not sure. Try faith at danpaxton.com uh, and see. And and uh, I we'll think I have a right Google away. Paxton Pantry account with an email, but somebody else probably does know that it for. better than I would know it. I don't you know it. Talk to the people. Yeah. So anyhow, <laughs> I need people to do this for me. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, if you do faith at danpaxton.com, you you can reach her, or you can just go to her YouTube channel which is yes. Paxton Pantry on YouTube and, and check that out. I totally forgot uh, about that one. 
And Brianna, anything that you need to let people know? Uh, is your Etsy uh, up and kicking? It's up and kicking. How can people reach you at the, at the at Etsy? Uh, Lily Bell Leather. Lily Bell Leather. How do you spell that? L-I-L-L-Y-B-E-L-L-E-L-E-A-T-H-E-R. All right. So Lily, like the flower, then Bell, like a Southern Bell, not like a Taco Bell. Yes. And then Leather, like... Leather. Leather. Uh, Tuscadero. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you know who Leather Tuscadero is. Don't say it. It's not true. Bonus points. Bonus points. <laughs> bonus points for Leather Tuscadero. Uh, call me. I totally thought you were going to say we were old. 760-608-1942. You can text the answer to the uh, the word of the week there as well. You can reach me at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. You can follow me on on the Twitters and the Instagrams and the Facebooks and all that stuff. Just look for Messed Up Ministries and Mess It Up Podcast. And we're on all those places. We've got a subreddit under Messed Up Ministries. So if you want to talk recovery, uh, join me there. And if you'd like to talk to more people who are listeners, you can become a patron of the show for as little as $1 a month. Yeah. And that gets you into our uh, uh, Discord chat service. You can talk to other people. If you bump it up and you're one of our $25 people each month, you can belong to our book club where we read books. We talk about them, have a lot of fun. Uh, so great gift for somebody is to gift them a Patreon subscription uh, to the Mess It Up podcast. And here's the cool thing. You don't get a lot of gifts where it's tax deductible, but this one is. So go for it. If you want to do the text thing, uh, it's 760-WALLS-CALIFORNIA, W-A-L-L-S-C-A. And that'll get you to our, our giving platform for Messed Up Ministries. Just text the word MUM, M-U-M, as in Messed Up Ministries. And uh, mum's the word for that. Um, I don't think I've got anything else. Do I have anything else? I, I'm sure you do, but we're going to cut it off. <laughs> yeah, I could probably keep talking. I, I think the only thing left to say is we'll see you next time. We mess it up. Mess it up. See ya. Bye. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.